In the summer of 2022, two podcasters reaching what they believed was the end of their journey through the Amityville film series, Journey to Texas, who will survive, and what will be happening in Amityville when they return. Welcome back to the Amityville Horror Podcast. I am Tom. I am Pat. And we're back in Texas for... Leatherface. Yeah. Just plain Leatherface. Not Leatherface 3. We already did that one. No. So uh, these titles may have already confused you as much as they have us when we keep pulling up the wrong one. We have to just t- check the years. It's like it's very much like the Rambo thing where it's like First Blood, Rambo, colon, First Blood Part 2, Rambo, Rambo 3. 3, Rambo, and then... John Rambo. Or no, Last no. Blood. And then Rambo, Last Blood. Yeah. 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 I think for a little while... They were thinking of calling it John Rambo. And they also won 4 and 5, I think they almost called it John Rambo yeah, at some point. Yeah, yeah, Instead of Rambo 4. Yeah, because Rocky Balboa, they were trying to mimic that. That's not a bad approach. Rocky Balboa was great. Rambo 4 yeah. was great. And it is Rambo 4. But yeah, so this yeah. is the... Uh, so this is Texas, this is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, Leatherface... Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 uh, or colon the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 Texas Chainsaw Massacre The Next Generation and then a prequel and then or no and then a remake then the prequel to the remake right and then Texas Chainsaw 3D which is just like hey we're just we're just doing a here's thing here's a movie we're just yeah, doing his thing more more and then uh, we have just plain Leatherface, which is another prequel. <laughs> and this one is supposed to be a prequel to the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre and also Texas Chainsaw 3D. But not Texas Chainsaw The Beginning, no. which was a prequel definitively to the remake, but yeah. they've tried to claim it was a prequel to the original, even though it doesn't line up. Yeah. Yeah. There's only one more easy say. I don't think there's a more easy way to say it. This one, <laughs> it was intended to be a sequel to Texas Chainsaw 3D, and then I think it became kind of iffy who was going to end up having the rights to Texas Chainsaw, and so, like, get it out while we can, and let's make a prequel in case we can hold on to the rights later, and we don't want to mm-hmm. box ourselves into anything. But and speaking man, of which, this is Lionsgate. It looks like right. Uh, could it's definitely Millennium, uh, producing, and they they're usually with Lionsgate, so okay, I, I would gotcha. assume. because we have discussed how the rights have bounced back and forth. Oh yeah, oh over yeah. The years they will not stay with this group for more than three years. three years later, because mm-hmm, yeah, the next Netflix. one is yeah, just Netflix straight out, right? Yeah. Okay. And uh, this one we're ironically watching on Pluto. Uh, because ironic is in it's not on Netflix, but uh, how often? I mean, can you think of any movie series that has two prequels um, that are disconnected uh, prequels? Disconnected prequels. Okay, now the minute I said it, I thought of the the Hobbit movies and the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> right, but like two thing, separate. Like, hey, here's yeah. the secret origin. I mean, let's do it again. Yeah, it's a comic book thing that every so often you have to go back and retell the origin. Yeah. usually in an annual or a weird yeah. shot. But you know, introduce minor retcons. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you know, the, like the Simpsons. Uh, they actually had an episode where now Marge and Homer met in college in the 90s okay because why not 
Well, because we have to explain how the kids are only so old now. And yeah. It's just, it's so fucking weird. Mm-hmm. They've only gone up one grade. I mean, the South Park kids have only gone up two grades in 20-some years. Ugh. 30, almost. At least South Park never purported to adhere to any sort of reality. Weirdly, they're consistent with that, though. They like, are. No, I mean, I, yeah, I agree. Like... Kenny might die as a continuity joke constantly, except that they even did work in the explanation as to how and why that's possible. It was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. Those super. I loved that, like, for, like, the first two episodes of that superhero arc, I was with everybody else, and I'm like, who the fuck is Mysterion? And then when it's revealed, it's like... Of course it's fucking Kenny. Mm-hmm. He's the only one we haven't heard or seen the entire time. And yeah. he actually has a superpower. Kenny is the Dr. Manhattan of South Park. Yeah. Dear God. <laughs> but all as per normal, all of that has nothing to do with Leatherface, which was mm-hmm. uh, made by the French directors behind Inside. And um, they have... Uh, they're very vocal about be, like loving the original Texas Chainsaw. It's kind of crazy, like, like a lot of the times on, like, Wikipedia and IMDb articles for, you know, younger uh, directors and writers, they, like, very openly list their influences. Mm-hmm. I don't understand the point of this. I don't know. They like to talk movies. Why don't you focus on your thing, guy? Like, why, why don't you, like, let your work speak for itself? There is that, but if people haven't seen it yet and you're at a press junket, you're trying to give them the... Yeah. It's like the player, the this meets that. Like, I want you yeah. to know, like, I'm coming at this from... You know, I want to make a Texas Chainsaw movie that's part the stuff, part Troll 2. You know, that's probably a bad idea. Yeah. Actually, or, I, I already have to, like, cite... I did completely forgot that I just stole that from Joe Bob Briggs. This was a Joe Bob Briggs ramp. Oh, okay. Alright, yeah, there you go. My bad. You see, you're citing your influences I'm, I'm influenced now. by Joe Bob Briggs mm-hmm. in that I, like, absentmindedly plagiarized him. Yeah, and we've mentioned him more than once during this Texas run. So. That's true, that's yeah. true. You can't talk about Texas Chainsaw Massacre without Joe Bob Briggs. And but it is that. What? That was like, because, like, they have, they, they've made, like, four or five, maybe six movies uh, other than I've heard of Inside I haven't seen it but, yeah uh, this is the only one I've sort of heard of which I was I think we found out about this one when we were actually like researching the movies that had come out at the beginning like right. I didn't remember this thing coming out at all or you know even being promoted or mentioned no I remembered hearing about it on like a message board or two but I feel like it was one that I thought had just kind of gone away Mm. like they were making kind of like they keep talking about doing another Friday the 13th or you know I thought that it was in development and then yeah found out that it had come out a while back I haven't seen it no this is a totally blind shot for me yeah so oddly, like, but even crazier still is that it has, for a, a prequel that was barely released, it has two name indie indie movie actors, uh, Stephen Dorff and Lily Taylor are in this movie. So we have Stephen Dorff of uh, Blade One and obviously Fear.com fame. Uh, Cecil be demented. <laughs> I'm talking horror movies. Okay. Uh, Although man, it's dude, horror he, comedy. He's in Power of One. This is like he, he's been in better movies than. Actually, yeah. no. Blade One is amazing. He, I don't know that he's ever done a movie better than Blade One. 
I'll Definitely not the, uh, what was it, Alone in the Dark? He, he was in that one, wasn't he? Yes, he's he was. In, he's in one He's Oh, no, movie. he's in Alone in the Dark, because um, yeah. my email address is loosely based on a typo from the website for Alone in the Dark, because I was trying to specifically get an email address that wasn't going to be stolen by people. Fair. Uh, I have... One of my email addresses is so simple that people think that they have it without actually checking with the company, mm. and I'm constantly getting signed up for stuff in their name, so this was a chance to not do that. Uh. And on the website for Alone in the Dark, they misspelled the name of the indigenous tribe that's at the core of the movie. Okay. Like, you have a typo on your own website, that's, and that level of detail carries over into that movie immensely. Okay, so younger listeners, to put this in perspective, there was a time before people cared about email addresses and, uh, you know, usernames before everything just became gmail.com. And uh, two, uh, we are sitting in my apartment, which uh, means we are surrounded on all sides by uh, action figures, and yet Patrick is somehow nerdier than me. I, I, I gotta work with I, but I, got. I mean I couldn't I don't have the props carrot top <laughs> you motherfucker I'm gonna beat the shit out of you for calling me carrot top you mother their words hurt Patrick words are weapons sharper than knives son of a bitch how dare you See, I can quote I in excess poke, just as I much as I can. I was poking like gentle fun. <laughs> and you can like it to be the carrot top. Jesus Christ, man. What did I do to uh, you? you? You poked gentle fun <laughs> at the entire concept of me. I mean. I gotta say that like as an economy of scale. Oof. You are owed. You are owed angry words <laughs> later. So we'll see how that works out. Yeah. So Son things that have bitch. come out in horror around the time this hit. <laughs> what else was coming out? Um, it was all over the place. There were some. It was. Inter- it was kind of nice. Like at this, like in the in the, like the late teens, horror was kind of like. Back, back. Like, oh, God, it, yeah. it's a mainstay, which means that we can get weird with it again. Yeah, uh, taking a look at 2017, um, yeah, horror was all over the place. There are some really big ideas and some really. Um, the biggest horror movie of all time, arguably, uh, It came out, chapter one. Not a fan personally, but. The first one's alright. I eh, didn't like it. Uh, I finally watched both it's back to back just mm-hmm. to see like does it work if you watch both of them together and it's like no it's in fact it's even more drastic the drop off in quality between the first chapter and the second chapter wow and like the, one of the first things I noticed because like I was trying to look what could explain it it goes from three screenwriters to one and I don't think it's he's one of them for the first one. Oh, yeah Uh-oh. so that's a problem yeah. I just both both parts I have huge issues with that's a whole other thing yeah that's a whole other thing but um, but you, it you, is, it was you don't want to be a Stephen King horror podcast we can discuss it down the road yeah. but speaking of Stephen King in the we're trying to build shared universes kind of thing the Dark Tower hit the same year and God. flatlined God. it's because it was bad because mm-hmm. it was just bad also uh, other than casting because Idris Elba and uh, Matthew McConaughey were perfect but the movie was just bad yeah. and also flatlining that year was a remake of Flatliners yeah. 
Uh, you had Alien Covenant, my, in my opinion, the worst of the Alien movies. It's amazing that that it is. Yeah. Also, Amityville The Awakening. Amityville The Awakening, that year. That, that And that was one of the, like, a legit movie with yeah. Jennifer Jason Leigh. But on the positive side, you have Get Out, obviously, is a awesome. huge one. Yep. Um, you have Double X, which is a vastly underrated uh, anthology movie. Oh, I never saw that one. It's uh, four shorts by women writer-directors. and I have heard of that one, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. Is it good? I, I love it. Okay. Um, the Melanie Linsky short is probably my favorite of the bundle. Like, like uh, Heavenly Creatures Melanie Linsky? Uh-huh. Oh, cool. It's uh, it's it's so good. I don't want to spoil anything about good. it. Uh, Happy Death Day, which is I love Happy wonderful. Death Day. Sharknado Five Global. Uh, the end of Sharknado series. The, no, is that this five? Five is the one? end. Um, but also, you have the relaunch of the Child's Play series with Cult of Chucky. Uh, or, or no, or Curse. Curse. Yeah, Cult was that year. Curse was before that. So never mind. It's the last. <laughs> Chucky movie before the series. Uh, Sharknado uh, 5 Global Swarming was followed by The Last Sharknado. It's about time. Oh, God, that's right. right. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. But, like, there were some interesting indie ones. The, There's, the um, Killing of a Sacred Deer. Killing of a Sacred Deer, The Endless. Mother. Uh, Mother, Tragedy Day. Jigsaw. Or Tragedy Girls. Oh, Jigsaw. The, the, them trying to, like, relaunch the Saw series mm. and that fell flat and before we got uh, another one recently mm. uh, Gerald's yeah. Game Gerald's Game is a great Stephen King one yeah, Netflix it yeah it is um, Creep 2 Creep 2 is impressive you know have you watched either of the Creeps I saw the first one I haven't seen the second it's they actually find things to do Oh. Yeah, it's not just a total rehash of the first movie. Because that's kind of what I was assuming. I assumed as well, but it was on the Netflix, so I was like, I'll give it a shot. And it's like, oh, wow, we are not doing the same movie again. All right. We're doing it. It's, you know, it's a sequel to it, but, you know. Yeah. Oh, and the bye-bye man. The poo-poo wee-wee man? The... Don't say it. Don't laugh. Don't say it. Don't speak it. Don't think it. Don't say it. Don't think it. Don't say it. The poo poo we We were making fun of that movie so loudly and so obnoxiously that people threw things at us. I felt bad. My friend Karen got hit in the head with an empty water bottle. Like the movie itself? We were in the theater making fun of the movie relentlessly and loudly. Oh, I thought I I only saw the trailer. I never actually saw the app. The minute we saw the trailer, my ga- my my group of friends were like, "We have to go see this, and we uh, have to get drunk, and we have to make fun of this movie." And we did, and it was great, except for that one bit where somebody threw an empty water bottle at my friend's head. So the movie itself, being the only person <sighs> I know who's seen it, it's it's every bit as bad as you've heard and or imagined. Okay. If not worse. It's remarkable. It was in my worst of 2017 triple feature, which was like a Bye Bye Man, something else, and the uh, theatrical cut of the Justice League movie. Yeah, it's, I mean, it just, it was an interesting year for movies, um, but it's kind of all over the place. There's no real personality to it except horror. Let's try stuff. There's a lot of cashing in on franchises. There's a lot of... I'm sorry. It was Transformers 5 the last night. Oh, boy. Yeah, that is... Bye Bye Man, Transformers 5, and the Justice League film. That is some good company. Yeah. Yeah, that's bad. I'm sorry. You were saying... Yeah, I cut you off there. Oh, no. Just like... I mean, stuff like the babysitters hitting is like, you know, Mm -hmm. big, you know, glossy horror. Fun. 
Babysitter's a good time. Yeah, but again, like, you've got different flavors. There's a horror movie for every type of person now. Yeah. Just and nice. Yeah. Well, this is just a really interesting year. That's... Okay, anyway. Um, 2017, check it out. Yeah. Oh, wait, now we're reviewing this, aren't we? No, no, we gotta watch, we're gonna watch it, and then we'll be back right after. Alright, fine. Tigers are not afraid. That's another good one. Yeah. That, that all right. All right. We have to stop now. We're watching the movie. Oh, it'll be over. Be, it'll be over before we know it. Yeah, that's what they said about. Oh yeah, they were right. Yep. Exactly. All right. See you in a minute. What was Ted Hardesty? I don't know. We uh, we're checking notes uh, now that the movie is over, despite the Finally. many, 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 many commercial Finally. breaks. Jesus Christ! Um, we the longest drop. eighty-seven minutes of my life. It took probably an extra hour because of those oh, commercials. God, and like they cut with like five minutes left in the runtime, and then when it finally got back to the movie, there was only at two actual minutes of footage before it cut to credits. Mm-hmm. Pluto, you're no Tubi. Tubi gets it. Tubi, Tubi knows where to put, put the commercials. Sometimes. So, I mean, most of the time. Usually. There have been occasions where I'm watching old TV shows on Tubi and you'll have the commercial break spot and then it'll yeah. get like about 30 seconds past that and then you get the commercial break. Okay, Nubbins was supposed to have been the Hitchhiker. Oh. The metal. Okay. That's the... All right, we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> this sucked. Uh, this answered so many questions that nobody was asking because of course it does because mm-hmm. it's just another it's a fucking it's another fucking prequel to explain why Leatherface murders people are you kidding me with this shit yeah he is a part of a family that all does this so why single him out yeah he's honestly probably the least developable character in the first place he, he doesn't talk there's no character there he is just action yeah, like at least with the Arlie Army prequel it was following his character more so and yeah. you know it's following the family and of course we'll get into Leatherface right but this one is the origin of Leatherface and uh, or you know let's play who will be Leatherface mm-hmm. cause it's shenanigans but yeah mm-hmm. it starts in ni- Texas 1955 at Jed Sawyer's birthday we're going with the Sawyer name this time around yeah despite again that being a name they were running from yeah or running with yeah, they, yeah. It's like supposedly yeah. it's like uh, this Hewitt is supposed to be the actual surname and Sawyer is the uh, the 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 fake name. But yeah, but then there's also now Carson is a name added to the family roster. Yeah, it's along like the way, a married name. But uh, it's Jed's birthday, so of course we're having the traditional meat cake, which is. Honest to God, just a pile of raw meat with icing on it. Mm-hmm. And not like ground beef or anything. Like it's like strips and stringies. Yeah, it's like internal organs, and it somehow looks worse than the uh, worm and algae cake that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were eating on their birthday. Uh, yeah. But uh, they, uh, the Sawyer family is celebrating Jed's birthday and also killing a pig thief mm-hmm. instead of just, you know, point painting pig killer on his chest with grease and forcing him to work in the methane pits for the rest of his life but yeah. you know not even the Sawyers abide by the uh, the civilized logic of Bartertown 
Yeah. Bastards. Yeah, Texas will get there soon enough. But we get a lot, we get a lot of good Lily Taylor, like, right out of the gate. Yeah, With this yeah. Lily Taylor is playing Verna Sawyer, the matriarch of the Sawyer clan. And this is, like, one of the... What is it? We're down to, like, four movies where the Sawyer family has a, a, a woman influence in them. Because, like, the first two definitely do not. Uh, four did, right? No. No. Four, like, there was the... Like, there was the real estate woman who was just kind of... I think that's what I'm thinking of. Okay. I mean, I guess that does count. I'm just... Because she's yeah. part of the gang. Yeah. But, like, it's not like a mother-mother figure. Right. And, uh, but then the uh, the remake and the prequel had them... Had women, rather. And now... Uh, oh, wait, no. And then... Actually, no. It's most of them more often than not, I guess. I guess one, one or two days. are now the, the outliers for not yeah. having them. But uh, she is in charge, and she wants Jed to learn how to love the saw because we're just we're just getting right into it right away. Mm-hmm. Except we're not, because we're not yeah. going to see any of this for like another hour. You need to pick up this iconic thing for the rest of your life, Dewey. I mean, Jed. Yeah. And so, party ends, and the next day, these two teenagers are driving around, and they almost hit Jed who is in a pig costume in the mm-hmm. middle of the road. And the, there's like a, bun- a pile of laundry, and he's got the skin of a pig. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a pig head uh, with the bolt mark in the middle. Sure. And gets up and says, help me, and then runs off into the field. And I love, like, the girl follows him into the field and is like, are you okay? And it's like, honey. No. Mm-hmm. Nothing about him is okay. It's 1955. We haven't really gotten a lot of horror movies yet that would really teach you anything about this situation. Like, I don't But know. also, come on. Yeah. Like, you don't need to have seen one of those, you know, drive smart mm-hmm. uh, instructional films in your high school to know that this is a bad yeah. idea. If I see glowing red metal... I don't think, well, it's a cliche, I shouldn't touch it. I think, oh, that's probably hot. Yeah. yeah. Like, you can actually sense danger without it being a precedent. I'm saying. So, she, of course, follows Jed back to a barn where uh, his older brothers, Nubbins and Drayton, Drayton Sawyer, they are, uh, we officially have, like, the relationship between Leatherface and Drayton is established in this. They are, bro- they are brothers, older and younger. Uh, they trick the girl into coming into the barn. Not only does she fall into a hole, but at the bottom of the hole appears to be a bear trap. Kind of, sort of, giant bear trap. or a, It's a something that definitely has messed her up. Yeah, and then they drop an engine block on her. Uh-huh. And here's the one thing I'll give this movie. The gore is creative and well executed. Yes. At every single stage. Yeah. And that is literally the only thing they got going for it. I, I mean, a whole engine block and it's it, it's it's a big engine. It's like yeah. a it's like a tractor engine. It's not like something they pulled out of the car. It's really right. and she gets squished but good. And of course she turns out to be the daughter of the sheriff. Played by Stephen Dorff, who actually I, I was unfair. Stephen Dorff and Lily Taylor are good in every single scene that they're in. Yeah, because they're Lily Taylor and Stephen Dorff. Yeah, they're going for it. And like, go for it. He does. He actually, honest to God, like pulls the whole Mystic River thing. He's like, is that my daughter in there? And um, of course it is. And uh, that's when like he names Drayton Sawyer Drayton, 
and, or identify Strait and Sawyer. And um, rather than uh, try to take them all into prison, because as uh, Lily Taylor points out, all they did was find a body. That's mm-hmm. the only thing you can prove. Uh, it's weird that they found this body in this abandoned barn. On your property, on their under property, your engine block. Under their engine block. Uh, but so. These are not good cops. They're not good cops. And he comes up, so uh, Sheriff Stephen Dorff has the brilliant plan I won't arrest any of you. I'm just going to take your kids into Juvenile Hall Mental Hospital custody or mm-hmm. for their protection to get them away from you. Yeah, I take one of yours because you took one of mine, I think he says. Yeah. Or long lines. Yeah, he, um, he commandeers one of their kids. Oh, did they only take the one at the time? At the, at that I thought point. he just took the one. I kinda, I, I, I get, yeah, I guess you're right. I just assumed he took two, the two younger, younger ones. Yeah, no, they were separated because it was, he was, yeah, Jed was alone in mm-hmm. the mental facility uh, and under a different name because the children are encouraged to have new names so that they don't associate with whatever air quote redneck family they come from <laughs> yeah um, the, this is at the the gorman hospital for the soon to be criminally insane yeah or, uh, is it the psycho gorman hospital hey die and uh this is run by dr lang played by this british actor named chris adamson who I had a feeling was in these two horror movies that I'd seen before, but I was just pleasantly surprised and amazed that I was right, because I didn't even know I was that good. But yeah, <laughs> he, he plays uh, Sethane Blake in the Razorblade Smile movie, and he's in the he's the psycho killer in the movie within a movie in the last at the beginning of the last horror film. So if you've seen either of those, that guy is in this playing an American because 90% of the cast are English people pretending to be American and most of them can pull it off but a few of them are dubbed because they cannot mm-hmm. it's a shame but he <sighs> so in the mental hospital we have one guy who is got he's overweight and has weird Al hair mm-hmm and we're just gonna spoiler alert right at the beginning of this for this movie that is five years old and you didn't even watch it because man nobody saw this movie yeah. they really play up that this is supposed to be Leatherface yeah through two thirds mm. of the movie he's and tall he's like he looks stocky exa- he's Leatherface he's, he's got the build he's very quiet he speaks minimally but he does speak a little he does speak um, but yeah of select few words has violent outbursts, tries to protect people. Yeah. Um, yeah, they give you every every version of red herring on it. And then he, like, two-thirds of the way through the film, he gets shot in the head and is like, oh, did you think he was Leatherface? He kind of told like, us, but it, yeah. Yeah, like, in a better movie, it wouldn't have been bad. Like, it would have been a fun little, like, what? Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, it was just kind of annoying. It was done... And unfortunately, this happens to a lot of characters. If this wasn't Leatherface and you were supposed to sympathize, they could have built that better. They could have did that. Instead, the character that we've spent two-thirds of the movie with dies as a quick twist and is more or less kind of forgotten. Yeah. Because, yeah. Because, like, the whole time, it's this kid, Bud, he's our big guy, and Jackson, that's why I thought they got both of them. 
because uh, you know they had they had a very uh, fraternal way about them. Like mm-hmm. they were like looking out for each other very specifically. They were, yeah. Uh, so that's why I assumed like they both got grabbed at the same time. But uh, so they're in a mental hospital with uh, so the psycho Doctor Psycho Gorman, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, this new nurse Lizzie. God, I can barely even summarize this movie. There's so little plot. Um, they, they, they. Uh, we we see a bunch of like uh, cuckoo's nest esque. Uh, shenanigans in the mental hospital, mm-hmm. which accounts for like ten minutes of the film before the hospital, the mental hospital is just in a full scale riot. Yeah, they like they establish. Yeah, they do electroshock. Uh, they don't necessarily care about how good a service they provide on that or any of the no. mental home. The- it's basically mental home nineteen fifty five. Or I guess 65. 65 at yeah, this 65. point. Yeah, it jumps 10 but years ahead of t- ahead. We are still in the era of people need to start taking a look at this. Yeah. and uh, So if we're still in that now, then you got to... Uh, just kidding. Uh, uh, no. Zing. Yeah. We've made great strides. Life is a nightmare. Um... So there, like, they, they, there, there ends up being a riot in short order. I forget what... Does, it's just one of them breaks out of the ECT and, you know, starts letting the other ones out, right? It's, uh, so, oh. We, Jed yeah. is about to get uh, electroshock treatment and Mrs. Um, oh, right. Mrs. Yeah, yeah, Carson's yeah, yeah, yeah. now. Ver, uh, Verna got married, and so now Verna Sawyer is now Verna Carson. Mm-hmm. Uh, she comes in demanding to see her kid. Where's my kid? I'm taking him home. And that stirs up enough things that causes the distraction that allows the riot to break out where Leatherface and not Leatherface and Lizzie. Yeah. Along with Ike and Caprice. Or Clarice. Uh, Clarice. Clarice. Ike and Clarice. Yeah. Isaac uh, slash Ike. He kind of goes back and forth on it. Right. Okay. Uh, I thought that was me for a second. No. I I had... I had in my notes yeah. both of them like oh shit same dude okay. yeah Ike is the the most flagrant being dubbed by another actor actor mm-hmm. but like basically all of them are English yeah which is kind of nuts and, uh, Ike and Clarice this was shot in Bulgaria oh really yeah because apparently Bulgaria looks like Texas like that's uh, I'm not that's making fair. I'm not making a joke yeah, that's yeah, what that's, they in the production yeah. notes that's what they say we chose Bulgaria because it's cheap and it looks like Texas that's fair yeah and it, you know, kind of Isn't does. Isn't that what they did for the Blood Rain movies? <sighs> anyway. Seedorf um, in that one as well? Oh, God, was... No. He wasn't in the first one. I know that. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. It doesn't. Usually, Uwe Boll only gets here for one just because of your schedule, and then you understand. Um, unless you're Zach Ward. Well, yeah. <laughs> but they get along. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> right? Uwe Boll. Uh, so... You get a lot of good violence here, mm-hmm. except that like they keep strobing the lights in an obnoxious way, and so, like, there's this uh, was Ike or Jackson. I think it's Ike goes after. No, it's this other mental patient goes after this one nurse that's hiding out with Lizzie, and mm-hmm. uh, that nurse gets her face just completely destroyed. Yeah, it's tongue then, ripped out, as far as we can tell. Yeah, and Jackson <coughs> kills that one, rescues Lizzie. They break out and uh, immediately get captured by Clarice and Ike, who uh, 
or Bonnie and Clyde uh, via, via uh, Mickey and Mallory Mickey Knox, and Mallory Knox. Um, with a little bit of uh, Honey Bunny and yeah. Pumpkin. Pumpkin. Yeah, exactly. Um, so they're off. They're all together for reasons that are not clear. Mm-hmm. Like, like they why, all escaped. Yes. And then now it's just a road movie, I guess. Except it's not that <laughs> far. Yeah, no, because well, it's Ike and Clarice want to go to Mexico, and uh, they need the other three to get to Mexico for some reason. And Ike says they're gonna all go their separate ways once they go to Mexico. Meanwhile, uh, Jackson and Bud appear to be doing some sort of homeward bound with Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Yeah, where they're just trying to get home. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's like, why would Bud be going with him? Well, reasons. Yeah. And he's protecting him. Bud doesn't know where else to go. Yeah. Bud is the one that visually you would think is Leatherface because uh, Jackson is just a normal looking person. Mm hmm. Um, and Bud sounds enough like Jed that they're phonetically trying to confuse you as well, which I, I, they I, are. I get. I, in a better movie, this would have been a fun twist. Mm-hmm. But it's like, guys, you can't all do the psycho twist where it's like, oh, this person is not the protagonist mm-hmm. of the film. Um, but so we see them just destroy this diner. Yeah. So between the riot and the diner sequence and the editing and the lighting, uh, the body count totals that I usually try and have together, it's a mess. I got nothing. Yeah. Um, much. Many. Yeah. Much death. Many death. Mm. Whole heaping, helping a death. Yeah. And again, the gore is good. And actually, the movie is shot very well. Like, I immediately wrote French-looking when Fair, the movie started yeah. and by French looking I mean everybody wants to be Jean-Pierre Jeannot if you, you make yeah, movies from yeah. France but it's like very saturated colors and lots of colors and so mm-hmm. it was a very uh, good looking movie mm-hmm. like all together yeah well, well framed vibrant mm-hmm. yeah just boring as shit <laughs> just <laughs> It wasn't offering us anything. It's it is again a prequel, and there are not questions. But I did appreciate that, like I, I or I got a sense that with this, like the gore effects, that they were using the license of making a prequel that nobody cares about to really just go for it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, so, there after the diner, which I'm guessing. The guy that was gut shot that Stephen Dorff was talking to, that's supposed to be the Ted Hardesty guy. He's the only one with dialogue. Maybe. Right? I guess. There's a one character, or the Wikipedia explains that this one guy plays uh, Ted Hardesty, who is supposed to be the father of Sally and Franklin, our, two, uh, fi- our, our last two victims in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre film. And they may have identified him as it. We were talking and, you know, only paying half attention at that point. We were making fun of the fact that they were interviewing this guy. He's laid out on the floor of the diner, bleeding to death. And Stephen Dorff is questioning him. It's like, these are all great questions, Sheriff. Are you sure we can't ask them at the hospital? Mm Mm-hmm. Would that be a problem? Like someplace besides the floor of a diner? Maybe I could get a suture. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
a wet nap. Yeah, yeah. something. Like, they have a little bit of disinfectant to them. <laughs> Somewhere. The diner scene where... Uh, Clarice and Ike go to town is pretty good. Like again, like it feels like the opening of Natural Born Killers. And that's the thing is, like it definitely echoes other scenes we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's put together fine. Yeah, and so after that, they run out of gas and find this abandoned uh, tra- uh, our, or Winnebago in the middle of the woods. And we say abandoned because uh, the owner has killed himself in the bathroom. And Liz accidentally falls into him. Yeah. He's been gone for a good long while, so when she falls into him, there's a slime that attaches to her. There is a slime. <laughs> um, and that's, that, that, that's like the, that, that's how uh, Al Pacino puts it at the end of uh, And Justice for All. That man is a slime. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so good. So the body, they uh, take great care not to move, but instead uh, Ike and Clarice just go ahead and have sex on it. Yeah, it's like it, on, it's on a, the body. It's, it's a, like a legit. It's like a legit, like threesome with a real body, but instead of a real body doll, it's a cadaver. Yeah, like at first you just see that they're going at it. Uh, she's on top, and you see um, quite extensive burns all over her body. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, they reverse, and so now he's behind her, and she is leaning forward and on the body and <laughs> licking it and kissing it. Because why? Because it's gross, and this is a horror movie. I have to get yeah. credit for it. And I'm and these. Not Leatherface. These are our villains. I mean, it's so ridiculous. It's like, we, we commented on it while we are watching it. It's like these four mental patients and the nurse. And it's like, I guess we're rooting for the nurse? Who is not making any effort to try to escape? And or is kind of hot for one of them? Yeah. And that one turns out to be Leatherface? So there we go. Spoiler, if you hadn't pieced it together yet. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we said it. Yeah, so uh, after the sexy times, they're uh, all wait, like they're all taking turns standing watch, waiting to see if the cops will show up. And Bud, the presenting as Leatherface character, drags Ike off and into a field and curb stomps him on a rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, like... And then they find... It's so fucking stupid. They find that him... That he's not Leatherface. Right. They, yeah. So he... Yeah, he does kill the... You know, kill the other guy. Um, and the next day... Yeah, they find, they find him asleep it, on the other corpse. It's almost as if he had turned into a werewolf. And mm-hmm. then, you know, reverted back in the morning. And was just kind of like quietly sleeping in the middle of his kill. Mm-hmm. Uh... At this point, the sheriff has caught up with the gang and uh, manages to capture Clarice, uh, who had who was searching off on her own. And uh, well, she's actually captured by uh, uh, Officer Finn Jones. That's right, the immortal Iron Fist, and/or was he the the Knight of the Flowers on the Game of Thrones? I kind of started dropping all the Game of Thrones knowledge out of my head. Fair. He's the immortal Iron Fist in the weakest of the Netflix Marvel shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, is our uh, is one of our deputies. He finds Clarice, 
brings him, brings her to Steven Dorff, who asks where the rest of them are. And when she does not say anything and makes fun of his dead daughter, he just shoots her right in the face. Yep. And the other cops, <coughs> they're fine with it, mostly. I mean, I was sort of fine with it, too. Yeah. But, like, they say, did you just shoot her in the face? Which, I mean, the answer is a big guess. Yeah. But he's like, got eyes, don't you? Yeah, he's like, you saw what they did at the diner, and everyone's just, yeah, 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 yeah. I can't. They start high fiving. They pop some champagne, and I can't argue with that logic. They murder every single person at that diner, and all they were there for was bad food. Mm Mm-hmm. Just, mm. I mean, I don't know for certain, but I assume that the food was. bad. It didn't look like the top-notch diner. No, it did not. Um. But actually, some of those usually wind up being really fucking good. Grease is grease, and you know, if you got grease, I'm halfway there. Yeah. But so you so, got grease too, all the way. I hate you so much. I hate you so much. Sometimes you knew it was gonna happen. I did. I set you up for it. It's my fault. All things. Are you my really fault. do only have yourself to blame. I really do. So now we're down to uh, two mental health patients and Liz, and at this point, we're assuming Liz is not Leatherface, but. uh... Uh, we have more wanderings around. Liz file or no, we have the Tauntaun first. Right. Dear God. <clears throat> this movie is what like it gets. I give it credit for how gross this movie actually mm-hmm. is. I, it is impressive. Yeah, as um, they've taken off when they see the cops shooting up the trailer that was hiding the corpse, mm-hmm. and they just like full on like gun it down like lethal weapon two shooting up the trailer level. Yeah. And or referencing uh the inevitable lynch mob at the beginning of Texas Chainsaw three D. Which this is supposed to be a prequel of. Gotcha. Right, right, right. Keep forgetting that. Yeah. Uh but yeah, they they unload untold amounts of ammo out of their rifles and revolvers. Do you say lethal weapon or loaded weapon one? Oh, you know what? Probably it's, loaded weapon. It's, it's yeah. loaded weapon one. Level. I said, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's loaded weapon one uh, level, just emulate or uh, fusillade. Yeah. Uh, so they run in the opposite direction. Uh, the dogs, the the sher- uh, sheriff Stephen Dorf mm. has got the dogs and everything, and all they find is this uh, dead cow in the mm. middle of the field, and they wander off. And once a safe amount of time has passed, the three of them emerge from this one cow. How does, like, Bud fit in there and two other people fit in there? How do they fit in there and then have to cut their way out of it? Oh, my God. Because they had to cut their way out of it. They you did see, have to cut their way these, out of it. Yeah, you see the branding on the skin and yeah. the knife goes through and just opens it up so they can get out. Which Jesus, fuck. It really raises some questions I don't want answered. No. Thank you, prequel. no. Yeah, and this is the level of hiding they have now chosen. When they were watching the gunplay at the trailer, yeah, they were hiding uh, behind a bush, arguably. <laughs> um, what's the painting of the girl in the field looking at the house? Christina's world. There you go. Yeah, that level of hiding. Yeah, like if she was hiding from that house, that's what they're doing. I don't even think she's hiding. Exactly. <laughs> So, on a related note, man, this movie, like with the uh, 
the use of Eng- all these English actors and the lighting and the redneckiness of it all, it really felt like the Preacher comic book by Garth Ennis and Steve Dillon come mm-hmm. to life in a lot of spots. Kind of got the tone, of, I'd say, a little bit closer than the show they did. Yes, like it's definitely like the uh, the f- Jesse's f- the flashbacks of Jesse's origin story. It, mm-hmm. This felt like that. Yeah, in a good way. Like it was. That was good. It's just, like, the look and the violence of this movie, I appreciate. It's just, the movie itself is terrible. But, so, uh, after washing parts of themselves off, because they only they, find the, sh- the they find the shallowest creek. Mm-hmm. And they literally just, the part they hop over is all they look for, just enough to splash their face once or twice, take a drink with the blood and gore still on it. Yeah. Um, and we're not doing justice. They are coated from head to toe mm-hmm. with sticky dead cowboy. Like prom carry sticky. Yeah. And it's like that level of coverage as well. It's really nuts. Uh, but so they wash off their faces and that's it. And they, they, didn't, they don't even really fully wash the faces too. It's like you no. get a splash or two. Yeah. But like it was like they wanted to wash just enough to not affect continuity. Mm, yeah. So Lizzie spots a police car and, you know, correctly tries to escape to it, at which point Bud goes after the uh, the police officer in the car, and that's when he gets shot in the head. And, I mean, we'll, ha- we'll admit it. We went, we just stopped and went, wait, what happened? Mm-hmm. What? Huh? Because you got us, movie. Yeah. The guy that was clearly supposed to be Leatherface was not Leatherface. You have to like the, there. There's basically there's you, you you whittle it down from three choices because it's either Ike Jackson or Bud. You whittle it down to a guy that physically resembles every single thing about Leatherface, but younger. You know, mm-hmm. like like ten, twenty years younger, and a Gap store model. Yeah. And then they say, guess what? It's actually the Gap store model. Aren't we smart? Yeah, I know that the other one looked a lot more like the child version you saw at the beginning of the movie, but it was annoying. (laughs) I was annoyed. I mean, they didn't tell us there was going to be a twist, and they threw a twist in there, and that's kind of how you got to do to pull off a twist anymore. If the movie were better, I would be singing its praises. Or the twist's praises, right? Yeah. But it is not, and so I do not. So... So they drive off in the police car. Or, excuse me, Lizzie is driving off in the police car, and uh, Jackson slash Jed hops in the back. Oh, he's on the side. I thought he did. I think he climbs over. Oh, like, gotcha. you see okay. him climbing it. Because he's climbing into the car on the driver's side, and she's driving. Gotcha. Okay. So it's in the back seat, and I think he climbs up to the front. And uh, they immediately start getting shot at by uh, Sheriff Stephen Dorff, who manages to shoot Jackson in the face in such a way like his head is turned his head is in profile and so he gets shot through like the left side of his cheek which completely gashes the left side of his face and comes out the right side 89 Batman uh like the Jack Napier bullet through the cheeks did that I thought the bullet just kind of like ricocheted and exploded in his face I always thought it went through the cheeks it's also a PG-13 movie, so they can't get as graphic on it. No, but either way. 
But uh, that kind of. His face is completely messed up now, and now it's like official, oh, I guess he had, he has been Leatherface all along. Mm-hmm. Ugh. And now his teeth are messed up because yeah. bullet. And in all the confusion, uh, Lizzie rolls the car. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Steven Dorff takes them both back to the ancestral barn where his daughter died. Mm-hmm. And, like, Steven Dorff, like, just short of says, uh, yeah, I'm going to kill him and then I'm going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> to, uh, to Liz. Yeah. Which is terrible. Because Steven Dorff is not great, or he's not a great guy in this. But, um... He's, you gotta remember this being the prequel to the one where the cops just gunned down the family in cold blood. Yeah, it's, Even though they were murderers of a lot of people. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, another spoiler, we're jumping ahead a little bit, but Leather, uh, Jed slash Leatherface ends up, you know, chainsawing him into little bits, and it's like, hey, I finally got revenge on you who hurt me because you were getting revenge on me for killing your daughter. Mm-hmm. There are there I And it's a prequel, so we know that the cycle very much continues. Oh god, yeah. Uh everyone's to blame, everyone's a murderer, everyone's terrible. Come visit Texas. For real. Uh so the other Sawyers man or no, Steven Dorf tells them that he's there because he wants to kill all the rest of them. Yeah. Or no 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 no. Uh no. Deputy Dingus, uh Deputy Iron Fist tells them that Sheriff Stephen Dorf went to the barn with uh, the other one. Yeah. And, um, and then accepts the bribe uh, from Ma. Verna. And as he goes to pick up the bribe, uh, Drayton. Starts stabbing the shit out of him. I think it was Drayton. I think it was Drayton. Yeah. Yeah, just starts stabbing the shit out of him. He did. <laughs> no, and then he gets thrown into the, uh, oh, the pig right. pen. And then the pigs eat him, which, mm-hmm. again, was the delightful bit of violence. Yeah, and we have shorthand now that if you have pigs, they do eat people. If you're in a pig pen, you're just getting devoured. Just go to YouTube, watch the Bricktop Nemesis speech from Snatch, and you'll understand everything. And just have a pleasant little ten minutes with uh, Alan Ford. There you go. Who was in American Werewolf in London. It was funny because, like, for the longest time, that was like his biggest claim to fame is he's the taxi driver in American Warfare. Mm-hmm. Do you know that? Like, yeah. do you know his like his little bit part as the taxi driver? I'm sorry. Oh no, that movie's chock full of oh shit cameos that like yeah. every couple years you rewatch and you're like, wait, that was Rick Mail. Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and like this was this guy. The only other thing I've seen Alan Ford in, other than like a Guy Ritchie movie, is he is uh, one of the million goons in um, the Long Good Friday, one of Bob Hoskins' goons, and uh, he has like a full-on '80s mullet. Nice. It's amazing. You ever see Long Good Friday? I don't know. So good. British yeah. gangster movie with Bob Hoskins uh, and Helen Mirren. All right, into it, into and it. Uh, a uh, a silent but sexy Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, yeah. Pre or post Remington Steel? Pre. Okay. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's quite amazing. That that one's good, which is contrasted by on my beach vacation. The nephews made my nephews made me watch uh, Snow White and the Huntsman. Mm, the first or the second? The one? first one. Okay. This is uh, this movie is 
You know, it's so bad that Leatherface looks so good in comparison. Like, because it is just a visually annoying film. Like, it is just mm. poorly shot. Everything is gray and terrible. But Bob Hoskins is one of the seven dwarves. And it took me, like, my dad recognized him first because he did his voice. He was, it's probably one of the last few things he made. Mm-hmm. And uh, his voice was completely different. It was, oh, gotcha. it was high. It was high. You didn't get the guttural that gotcha. you normally get from a Bob Hoskins. Okay. Which was a bummer. But mm-hmm. terrible. Don't watch that movie. Watch Leatherface instead. It's for free mm-hmm. on Pluto. As long as you sit through 50,000 goddamn commercials. Mm-hmm. Also going to toss out this week, just if we're talking about bad movies we saw, and we're pretty much at the end of this one, um, Shark in Venice. <laughs> it's about not a shark, oh. but multiple sharks. Multiple. In Venice. Where, where they have the canals and, exactly. the, and the rivers and stuff. Because it turns out the secret treasures of the Medici family are hidden somewhere in the waters under Venice and have been for, you know, centuries. And this millionaire criminal drug kingpin, we don't, I don't know, no. something, um, has brought in the sharks to act as guard dogs until he can figure out where the treasure is as ultimately hopefully revealed by one of the Baldwin brothers that you know it kind of sound feels like somebody watched the remake of the Italian job and correctly thought I could make this better by adding sharks S- slap Italian job yeah. hard rain mm. some da Vinci coding mm. um, and and a Baldwin brother I can't remember the name of. It's got to be Daniel or Steven. Probably. <laughs> but Or maybe it's Adam. <laughs> it's not Adam. <laughs> Who is not technically one of those Baldwins. Yeah. But, but no. horrible. It's, uh, it is shot for shot a hell of a thing. Like... Yeah, if you've if you've watched some of the Amityville movies after we've told you not to, and you've gotten enjoyment out of that, um, this is right up your alley. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the Sawyer the Sawyer clan comes to the rescue of Jed. Uh, they shoot the hell out, or they stab the hell out of Stephen Dorff, but he's not dead yet. They bring everybody back to the house, and uh, Verna sews up Leatherface. And uh, again, a good bit of like just ugh, yeah, uncomfortable, so juicy, so juicy, so gross. Uh, and then puts like this leather face brace. It's like a muzzle, but mm-hmm. it's there to like hold his stitches together and everything. Yeah. And uh, and or it's like is it's like mankind's mask. Okay. Yeah. And mankind, like I mean, it's yeah, and so. Lizzie and Steve and Sheriff Steven Dorf try to escape, but of course they get captured because they get distracted by all the bone art in the mm-hmm. Sawyer house. Classic. And then uh, it's like, Jed, come out! And the guy, I mean, he's maybe 180 pounds. Mm-hmm. And, but they're like up in the thumps on all of his steps. And it's like, see, he really was Leatherface the whole time. It's like, shut up, movie. Mm-hmm. Just stop it. Let's, let's do this, and so he violently dismembers uh, Sheriff Stephen Dorf, and yeah, then, cuts his hands in half to start. Like he's trying yeah. to block the chainsaw, and it's just new. Yeah, yep. Yeah. It's not really a defensive wound if you're amputated. Yeah. Uh, and then Liz runs away, and 
Leatherface cuts her in parts uh, into pieces. I think she was trying to like reason with him for a second. She was yeah, she was trying to basically say like I did everything to protect you. I was looking out for you. I was here she for was. you. Yeah. And then he just cuts her head straight off with a chainsaw. Because as uh, Drayton says in number two, sex. Nobody knows what that is, but the saw. The Saw's family. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, we just, uh, hour and a half. And then, um, it, and then it cuts to commercial. And then it comes back for literally just two more minutes of footage. Yeah. Fuckers. Yeah, commercial break, and then we see the uh, protagonist we've spent an hour and a half with, the only character we kind of were rooting for, um, her head laying on the ground, and then yeah. him making the mask out of her face. Yeah, it's like a full-on... It's like the last shot of Jeeper, the first Jeepers Creepers where we're mm. just kind of tracking all the way through his uh, uh, subterranean lair mm-hmm. and or workshop and making his first mask yep. and putting lipstick on it. Yep, he's he's wearing Liz's face as the first one and glad we spent an hour and a half getting to know everybody. <sighs> Except that you lied to us too much. Yeah. It just... It's... It's so close to being a good movie that it's all the more frustrating that it's. It not. has a lot of good horror elements, but yeah. it, I don't. I didn't care about anybody. No. Like no. anybody you were supposed to like, you def- definitely no. Not enough work put on on that. No. The unlikable characters were so villainous that again, Leatherface isn't really that big a deal if you're trying to tell us where this evil monster from this franchise came from and it it. turns out he came from everyone else around him was just so much worse so he's actually kind of not so bad that is not a good angle for a horror prequel no there's no really good angle for a horror prequel although it it does make it much more in keeping uh, tonal confusion wise with that Texas Chainsaw 3D that is true, yeah. Because, like, that would, this was as confusing in terms of what are we supposed to be... What are we doing here and who are we rooting for? Like, that, they, they work together very well for that. Mm-hmm. You can have nihilistic horror, you can have ambiguous horror, but if you don't know who to root for, if you don't know what side you're on... You can't it's be not scared a story. of anything. You can't. Well, you can't be scared of it. You, you can't be properly scared yeah. if you don't know who you're supposed to be scared for. Right. Yeah, there's just the the sense of stakes is completely gone. The uh, yeah, yeah. I don't want to go off on the prequel rant again. <laughs> no, but I just <laughs> there yeah. are no stakes in any prequel <clears throat> because we know we know there's another one. It's so annoying. But this is it. This is the penultimate. We got yeah. one. We got we got the Netflix one, and then we're out of Leatherface. And then yeah. we're out of Texas. And then we're gonna dip back for a couple weeks to Amityville. <laughs> the Amityville. Amityville is calling us back already. Mm-hmm. Amityville is calling us back already. It's just been a couple of weeks. Yeah, I know we have Amityville in space. Ugh. We have. Was it Hex the one we missed? Yeah, you Hex said you was one down that up. Yeah, we had had yeah. it on a schedule and then it it just got delayed enough times, but I think it's out now. Yeah. Um, and Amityville Karen may be out. Maybe Karen. Uh, that's scheduled for as we record this um, for very soon, but that's been the case several times now. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna knock out any existing Amityvilles and then jump into a brand new franchise, which we will announce uh, once we've yeah soonish. Once we, we've, we're narrowing it down. We're almost there. 
Let's see. It's yeah, between yeah, the Airbud movies. Okay, Amityville Hex came out on the ninth, July nineteenth. Oh, that is okay. That is Amityville okay. in space. Amityville Hex came out on August 9th. Okay, so maybe it wasn't lost. It just hadn't happened yet. It hadn't come out yet. It was. It was lost per our spreadsheet um, and a missed. Or maybe you got it confused because Amityville in the Hood was supposed to have come out in on August twenty third. No, it was it was hex because it was definitely like ten ago or so. It was it oh, was we, further back in oh, the we franchise in the Hood. Bef- well, before August, I'm saying. Oh yeah, no, no. It was announced and yeah. then they missed the release date and it finally came out. Oh okay, okay. Yeah, okay, got it. Um, we do actively look into these and track them, and we have multiple spreadsheets. Um, Karen is supposed to be in September, and then God help us, Thanksgiving and August. Oh November. yeah, we go Thanksgiving is slated, but again, yeah. And also there too, Ghosts of Amityville and Amityville Thanksgiving are supposed to come out in November. Gotcha. Um, we'll have to check the creative teams on those to make sure they're not overdue for other ones as well. Um, yeah. Because, you know... It never ends. I know. But that's why we have other franchises to tread water in the meantime. <laughs> um, I know we had looked at, you know, the Witchboard movies, or no, Witchcraft, or which one's the one that there's, like, almost 20 of? I don't know. Oh, it's basically that. we're not actually going to do I think it's witchcraft okay um, almost entirely straight to video series more or less like started off as TNA horror into softcore into like they just yeah. at, at some point abandoned any premise and just it's they were basically just TNA flicks that occasionally mentioned witches I think I, we're watching. We're not watching. We're not watching. <laughs> uh, I went over. I was looking up longest horror franchises yeah. because I'm a fool. Yeah. And there was at least like 15 or 16 of these. Dear God. And the reviews on pretty much the entire thing is these aren't even fun. These are just like yeah, they're just really really cheap. Not even like enjoyable exploitation it's just it's some people kind of lounging around half naked mentioning horror stuff and then uh nothing cool yeah great we're skipping them because apparently no variety to them same creative teams for large swaths of them just it's an odd game the only winning move is not to play exactly <laughs> but yeah but yeah. we'll figure it out yeah we've got day, and then we'll tell you what it is yeah. but in the meantime get out if you want to interact with us online you can check us out on Instagram or Twitter at Amityville Show or you can send us an email at podcastamityville at gmail.com 